Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Strategy, Leadership, and Impact. I'm your host, Blake Repine. had a really, really great week this week, actually. I attended the company directors course through the Australian Institute of Company Directors, or AICD. It was it was quite a, a great experience over the, the whole five days. Each day, we had a different facilitator who each one of them did an amazing job. But what I really want to talk about today was actually day two of the course. Um, it was led by Elizabeth Jameson, who is a very experienced board director. I believe she has an organization called Board Matters that she does a lot of consulting to boards on various things, as well as, of course, facilitates part of the company director's course for AICD. And on day two, we actually talked about director's responsibilities in the board's legal environment. And Elizabeth actually referred to it more as, a, as an ethics day rather than a, a legal day. And, and you can kind of see why if you actually have ever done the course yourself or are familiar with a lot of the principles and things that directors have to abide by or, or that fall within the director's responsibilities. And two areas in particular that I wanted to talk about were, first, you know, directors have the duty to act with care and diligence on behalf of the organization, and they also have a duty to act with loyalty and good faith of the organization. And Elizabeth did a good job of summing up care and diligence as not being slack or lazy in your duties, and then the loyalty and good faith is you know not being selfish. Some of these principles really kind of tied it in with me. My, my previous life in, in the Army as a non-commissioned officer, one thing that we lived by was the creed of the non-commissioned officer. Part of these principles are actually going into a book that I'm currently writing called Battlefield to the Boardroom, which I hope to publish either by the end of this year or early next year. So there, I've put that out there. You can hold me accountable to that. But anyway, within the NCO creed, there, there's a couple lines that as I was leaving the Army, I actually said, well, what have I learned? What can I actually carry over into my new career that I might go into in, in the civilian world? And as I went up through the NCO creed, I actually found that there's a lot of principles, leadership principles within that, that actually do transfer over 100%. And I've actually stuck to these. And by doing this, it has actually helped me to be successful. But within the first paragraph of the NCO Creed, it actually, the last end bit of the second to last sentence in the last sentence says, you know, regardless of the situation in which I find myself, I will not use my greater position to attain pleasure, profit, or personal safety. And that comes right back to that loyalty and good faith as a director that will you will not use your greater position. You know, you will not use your position as a director to attain pleasure, profit, or personal safety. And normally it could be profit from some of the information you, you get from the board, information you receive from outside that might affect the board or potentially be in conflict with your role on the board, things like that. But actually looking at the best interest of the organization and not profiting from that information and also that personal safety as well. When things aren't going well, how are you shielding yourself and stuff? You know, are, are you ethically kind of being there helping to solve the problem or are you intentionally shielding yourself from the problem to protect yourself? And that could cause issues too. So that really kind of brought that home to me as well as a director. You know, it's, it's very similar type principles there. And then the next one was kind of going into the second paragraph of the NCO creed. It's three paragraphs altogether, by the way. It actually says, I know my soldiers and I will always place their needs above my own. And you could easily replace that word soldiers with organization, staff, whatever it might be, and say, I know my organization or I know my staff and I'll always place their needs above my own. Being a director of a company and also being a leader within an organization or a leader anywhere is very selfless. You should always place the needs of others above your own. You're there to serve as a leader, not there necessarily to have those people serve your needs. So, and then another line within the NCO creed, and this is 
actually just before the one I just spoke about. It says, I am aware my role as a non-commissioned officer and I will fulfill my responsibilities inherent in that role. And you can actually replace that phrase non-commissioned officer with director. Say, I'm aware of my role as a director and I will fulfill my responsibilities inherent in that role. And you can replace that with any title you have, whether it be chief executive officer, director, executive director, manager, supervisor, whatever it might be. I'm aware of my role as whatever you are and I will fulfill my responsibilities inherent in that role. So in the responsibilities inherent in a role might not always be black and white. It might not always be written down on a piece of paper in a position description or a piece of legislation or whatever it be might be. Sometimes there are expectations within roles that are unwritten. Could be norms within an organization, within an industry or an organization. It could be it could be something related to culture. You know, th- there's no telling what it might be because each role might be a little bit different at things that are inherently implied that you will fulfill within that role. And then another thing we actually talked about, of course, one of the big things is uh, the Haynes Commission into the financial services industry and the Commonwealth Bank Agriculture Report from 2018. They, they actually listed four cultural traits, but that actually weren't that great. However, there's two really that I want to hone in on. The first one is they said that a culture of reactivity, so slow, legalistic, the sense of chronic ease rather than chronic unease. And then another thing they said was there is a culture of complacency and overconfidence, lack of appreciation of non-financial risk. And whenever you look at risk, of course, within an organization, there are multiple risks. However, we do spend a tendency tend to spend a lot of time focusing on those fiduciary risks because they're often incredibly important in the organization. However, we do have other risks around work, health, and safety, culture, you know, whatever it might be, but complacency. So one of the things I actually took quite seriously from being you know, deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq is complacency kills. Complacency kills. Whenever you get overconfident because something's going very well, Whenever you feel like things are going your way and you have an advantage or whatever it might be, it's going to be in your regularization, something will happen. Now, in combat, it's your enemy. They're constantly reviewing what you're doing. They are watching what you're doing. They're watching very closely. A lot of times we don't give them the, I guess, uh, the consideration that we should because they're typically a lot smarter than we give them credit for. But they are watching and they're waiting. Whenever you fall into routines, that's whenever they get you. Same thing too. Other organizations, if you're large enough or in a you know small market regardless, are watching what you're doing. You're comp- Competition is watching what you're doing. And whenever you get complacent, sometimes in your operations, they will look to gain a competitive advantage over what you're doing because they can see that you kind of lulled into this sense of, you know, that confidence. But same thing too. We can do that as leaders in the organization. We also do it from a board perspective too. Things are going smooth. You know, the, the organization's on great sound, you know, sound financial footing. We don't really have to worry about anything. Nothing's really happening. Nobody's, you know, been no work health and safety reports and things like that. And we just get this complacency and this over our confidence and then bam, something hits us. A workplace accident happens and someone is either injured or killed or something within the culture breaks down or suddenly something within the financial side of things just that we didn't realize was creeping up and then bam, it hits us. And whenever it does and you get snapped out of that sense of complacency, a lot of times it is too late and then you're reactive and you are trying to play catch up, trying to do this. And and you know it, it is not good for the organization. It's definitely not good for you. Always operate with that sense of unease. Never be satisfied with all the information information you have. You'll never have 100% of the information that you can possibly get, but constantly ask questions to get more information. Have the courage to ask questions in the boardroom or have the courage to ask questions in any environment, any setting until you get the answers where you're satisfied good enough. Like I said, you will never have 100% of the information, but as long as you have as much as possible, whenever something does happen, you might've been expecting it, or you at least understand enough about the organization and it's how it manages risk, how it manages work, health and safety to know what they're going to do in order to overcome whatever has happened or to 
to mitigate whatever has happened. And that's the thing. Whenever something has happened, you want to have those things in place to mitigate it as much as possible. Because trust me, there is no such thing as a perfect organization that never has any issues. There's no such thing as a perfect day, you know. Well, there probably is a perfect day. But the thing is, sometimes bad things happen. They don't necessarily always have to happen. But we need to make sure we have systems and processes in place to keep them from happening, to minimize the risk, to minimize uh, the risk not only to the organization, but to the people as well and communities and whatever it might be. So with that, don't get complacent. And whenever you kind of put all of this together in this being at, at a sense of unease and things, it can be incredibly stressful, but it shouldn't be stressful. Um, you should really enjoy being a board member. You should really enjoy being a company officer, whatever it might be. But some people actually cannot, when it, they, they really, they focus too much on the liabilities and responsibilities and things. And it really starts to drag them down and, and it creates a lot of stress in, within their life. But, you know, so not every Everybody can handle it, so it's not for everybody. And going back to the same thing around that care and, and diligence, a lot of people are very time poor. You know, I've mentioned this in, in multiple podcasts that I've done today. Executives are incredibly time poor. Directors, a lot of times, are incredibly time poor. However, you have to take the time. You have to make the time to read your board papers. You have to take the time to get to know the chief executive, get to know the senior exec. You have to take the time to investigate the organization's industry. You have to take the time to actually get to know that organization what is the culture like what's you know that's the personality of the organization what is it like is it actually in line with what you think it should be or the board thinks it should be you know if you're not willing to take the time to do these things then you should question why you're on the board a lot of times people will choose to be on the board of a not-for-profit for example because they really care about you know what it does and things like that they actually don't have the time to give it their full attention and their full commitment that they actually should so it, and actually do the organization a favor at that point and, and step away if you need to but there again, too, if you're on a, a, a board or if you're a leader of an organization, remember, you're not there for yourself. You're there for the organization, there for the people of the organization, there for the community that serves. You're there for the shareholders, stakeholders, whatever it might be. So that again, coming back to that selfless service. So anyway, that's kind of my two, two bits about it, I guess you can say, uh, my point of view. Um, I hope you have a great week and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you very much. Take care.